0: John's Gospel, chapter 8. I would invite you to be finding with me now the 8th chapter of the book of John. And in just a few moments, I want to read verse 44. So once you find your place at John 8, 44, mark your spot. We'll begin reading there in just a moment. And then I want you to turn over to the last book in the New Testament, the book of the Revelation, and be finding Revelation chapter 12, We'll read verses 9 and 10. Revelation chapter 12 verses 9 and 10. Now this is what I want to do. I want to connect John 8, with Revelation 12 verses 9 and 10. And I want to join these three verses together around a common theme. And we're going to read and study the Word of God this morning. John chapter 8, verse 44. Our Lord is speaking to the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were the religious people of the day. The Pharisees had religion, but they didn't have a relationship with God through His Son, the Lord Jesus. In fact, the Pharisees did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. The Pharisees had a form of godliness but denied the power thereof. And you could say it this way, the God of the Pharisees is their customs and their ceremonies and their rituals and their tradition and their orthodoxy. So our Lord Jesus is going to give a strong word to these religious Pharisees. Let's read it together. Notice now John 8 verse 44. Jesus says you are of your father the devil and the lust of your father you will do. Now again that's a strong indictment. Jesus says your daddy is the devil. You are children of Satan. You act like your father. And then he says... Satan was a murderer from the beginning. Now if he's a murderer, that means he kills and he destroys. And he abode not in the truth. He does not stand for truth. He does not stand in truth. Why? Because there is no truth in him. How many of you know there's no truth in the devil? Every time he opens his mouth, he spews forth lies and uh, dishonesty and untruth. Now look what Jesus says. When the devil speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. Satan's language is deception. And then watch this. Jesus says, for he is a liar and the father of it. When Jesus is describing the devil, he says, liar, liar, pants on fire. He says the devil is a lie. Now, Brother Aaron, when I was just a boy growing up, I got into trouble if I ever called someone a liar. My parents said, boy, don't you ever call anybody a liar. In fact, I would get my tail lit up if I called someone a liar. But that's exactly what our Lord says. He's talking about the devil. He's talking about the evil, wicked one, Satan. And he says... He is a liar and the father of it. Now if he is a father, that means he's got some children helping him spread his lies. He's got some minions and demons and principalities and powers helping him spread his lies and deception. We learn two things about the devil in verse 44. We learn that he is a murderer. Jesus says he was a murderer from the beginning. So he is a murderer, but then Jesus says he is a liar and the father of it. Two things about the devil, remember this. He is a liar and he is a murderer. Now I want you to turn with me to Revelation chapter 12 and let's read together verses 9 and 10. John is talking about the devil in the future, but also the devil in in the past. In verse number 9, he says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So these are satanic angels. Did you know that Revelation teaches when Lucifer rebelled and was kicked out of heaven that he carried one third of heaven's angels with him. We call these angels demons or fallen angels. Look at verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. Look at me. I got some good news. Jesus is all supreme. He is omnipotent. He is all powerful. In fact, he has more power than the devil. Somebody say amen. And then John says, Satan is the accuser of our brethren. He is cast down. Now in verse 9, Brother Shane, the devil is cast out. But in verse 10 he is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. We learn two things about the devil in verses 9 and 10. He is a deceiver. The Bible says he deceives the whole world. Now that's what Jesus said in John 8, 44. He calls him a liar and now John calls him a deceiver. That's the same thing. So the devil is a liar. And he is a murderer. But then notice verse number 10. We are told that the devil is an accuser. He is the accuser of our brethren. That means he he accuses brothers and sisters in Christ. He accuses the family of God. He accuses me. He accuses you. And the Bible says that he accuses us before our God day and night. How many of you know that the devil never lets up continually, consistently routinely, regularly day in, day out night in, night out he accuses the people of God. So here's my outline today. Let me give you three attributes and characteristics of the devil Satan is an accuser Satan is a liar and Satan is a murderer So with that thought in mind, I want to preach for just a little while if God would help me on this subject. And I want you to hear my title. The Whisper of Satan. The Whisper of Satan. I know what the voice of God sounds like. But unfortunately, I know what another voice sounds like. I know what the still small voice of God sounds like. But I also know what the whisper of Satan sounds like. What does the voice of the devil sound like? I'm calling it the whisper of Satan. Here's how it happens in my life, Brother Larry. The whisper of Satan gets in my ear. And the whisper of Satan gets in my head. It gets in my mind. It gets in my thoughts. It gets in my subconscious. And the whisper of Satan, hear me, says something like this. God doesn't care for you. God doesn't love you. God will never give you the desires of your heart. If God cares for you and if God loves you, why do you have so many problems? Why are there so many troubles? It's one thing after another. There's one storm, one trial, one valley after another. And here's the whisper of Satan, Brother Andy. Why don't you just quit? Why don't you quit going to church? Why don't you just drop out? Why don't you just give up, give out, give in? Why don't you just go out into the world and live like everybody else? It's too hard to live for God. And He don't care for you anyway. He he doesn't love you anyway. Now, am I the only one that hears the voice of the evil one? Let me be honest and let me be transparent. I pray every day. I do. There's not a day that goes by that I don't pray. That's my right, that's my opportunity, and that's my privilege. That means I can cry out to God, I can steal away with God in prayer, and it's heavenly communication, it's two-way. I can talk to God, and here's the best part, God talks to me. I can recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit, but there's another voice that I recognize. It comes to me day in, day out he wakes me up in the middle of the night and whispers in my ear gets in my head gets in my mind gets in my thoughts gets in my subconsciousness it's the whisper of Satan and this voice is not the voice of the Holy Spirit it's the voice of an unholy spirit I know the still small voice of God but I'm ashamed to admit this I also know the whisper of Satan. Is everybody listening? And even though I know the devil is an accuser and a liar and a schemer and a trickster and a deceiver and a murderer, I know that even though I know he's a fake and a fraud and a phony, sometimes I start to listen to him. Sometimes... I even start talking back to him. I'm convinced there's some folks in the Baptist church that talk more to the devil than they do God. And I'm most ashamed to tell you this. Even though I know he lies and deceives and tricks and schemes, sometimes when I'm weak, when I'm tired, when I'm vulnerable and susceptible, I even start to believe the accusations of the devil. And I swallow his bait, hook, line, and sinker. It's what I call the whisper of Satan. Now, you probably don't want to admit it. You probably don't want to stand up and talk about it. But how many of you know the whisper of Satan? You've heard his voice too. Why don't you just quit? They're living for the world and they have no problems. You're living for God. you got one thing after another. Why don't you just drop out? That is the whisper of, of, of Satan. Let me contrast and differentiate between these two voices. God's voice speaks to my heart. The devil's voice speaks to my head. God's voice speaks to my spirit. The devil's voice speaks to my flesh. Some of you folks that know about technology, you have your computers, you have your laptops, and if you're not careful, it'll get infected with a virus. The virus gets on your hard drive. Some of you that's got social media accounts, sometimes you get hacked into. Well, I thought about it, Brother Matt. The devil is a hacker. He wants to hack into you. He wants to infect you with a virus and put guilt on you, and shame on you, and fear on you, and self-pity on you, and the victim mentality on you. Nobody likes me, poor, pitiful me. That comes from the voice of the wicked one. It's the whisper of Satan. I wrote it down like this. The still, small voice of God gives me peace, and hope, and joy, and contentment and rest. But the whisper of Satan gives me chaos and confusion and uh, distraction and uh, uneasiness and discontentment. Preacher, how, how can you tell which voice to listen to? How do you know if it's the voice of God or if it's the voice of the devil? Well, 4-D test, 4-D test. If it's the whisper of Satan, there will be discouragement, doubt, distraction, and division. Let me say that again. If the devil is in your ear and in your head, this is what you're going to hear. Discouragement, doubt, distraction, and division. I, I got it in my notes this way. Satan speaks discouragement. God speaks encouragement. Satan speaks doubt. God speaks trust. Satan distracts us. God delivers us. Satan brings division. God brings unity. So I want to talk to you today about the whisper of Satan. Now what I want to do is I want to identify the devil. I want to expose the enemy. I've always heard this, that when you're in a battle, when you're in a fight, when you are engaged in warfare, you need to know your opponents. You need to know who you're up against. You need to know who you're fighting. You need to know your enemy. The Bible teaches that, Brother Ronald. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You need to know his method, his scheme, and his trick. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage over us, we are not to be ignorant of his devices. So you need to know his strategy. You need to know his game plan. You need to know who you are up against. Go back to Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent. I, I looked up that word dragon and this is what it said. A large serpent. How many of you know that the devil is a snake? He slithered onto the pages of Holy Scripture. I I heard about two little boys, and they were walking down a country road. Lo and behold, they stumbled on a snake. But there was something different about this snake. This snake didn't have a head. This was a decapitated snake. Somebody had cut the snake's head off. But even though it didn't have a... A head, that snake kept wiggling and moving and squirming and thrashing its tail. Well, one little boy said, That snake is dead. Anything that ain't got a head is dead. The other little boy said, I disagree. Said the snake may not have a head, but it's moving and it's thrashing its tail. Anything that's moving is alive. So they kind of began to argue about it. One said the snake's dead. The other said, no, the snake's alive. An old man came walking down the road, and they said, hey, sir, will you help us settle this dispute? One boy said, I say the snake's dead because it don't have a head. The other boy said, well, I say that the snake is alive because it's still moving. Which is it? The old man said, you're both wrong. He said, the snake is dead. He just don't know it yet. I got to think about that. That's kind of like the devil. He's already a defeated foe. He's already dead. Jesus put the smack down on the devil there at Calvary when he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. But even though he is defeated, even though he's dead, it's almost as though Satan don't know it yet. So he's thrashing his tail and moving and wiggling and squirming and causing a whole lot of trouble. Somebody say amen right there. Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 12. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you having great wrath. Watch this. Because he knows that he has but a short time. The enemy knows that he he don't have a lot of time left. His days are numbered so he's going to throw everything in your path. So he is an accuser, he is a liar, and he is a murderer. If you'll go back to our passage, Revelation 12, verse 9, he's called a dragon, he's called a serpent, he's called a snake, and then he's called by the name of another beast, a creature. He is a roaring lion. Let me give you one of my favorite verses, Brother Mike Davenport. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. I quote this verse all the time. When I go to the hospital, funeral home, I quote this verse. Casting all your care upon him, he cares for you. You can just load it down on the Lord. Just give him all your burdens and all your cares. Why? Because the next verse, 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So the devil wants to consume you and swallow you up. Hey, I I heard about a church service one Sunday morning down south. And on this particular Sunday at this particular church down south, guess who showed up at church? The devil himself. You do know that Satan comes to church sometimes. Don't look at your neighbor, but he comes to church. And the Bible teaches that the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. He he, he shows himself as very attractive and beautiful and charming and enticing. He camouflages himself. But on this particular day, the devil took off his mask. He revealed his true colors. And everybody saw how ugly and how scary the devil really is. And everybody was so fearful and frightened, they started crying. They rushed out of that church. Even the preacher ran out. Everybody left the church except for one old crusty deacon who sat on the front pew. And Satan said to that crusty old deacon, hey, don't you know who I am? Aren't you scared of me? And that deacon said, I know who you are, devil. I ain't scared of you. I've been married to your sister for 45 years. Don't look at your wife, look straight ahead, look straight ahead. That that man said, I ain't scared of of the devil, I'm not afraid of the devil. I don't know if we're supposed to be afraid of the devil, but we are to be aware of the devil. We are to be aware of, of the devil. So I want to talk to you today about the whisper of Satan. Let me just give you this outline, you've already heard it. Satan is an accuser. Satan is an accuser. That's what we find in in the Bible. Revelation 12, verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, notice this, called the devil and Satan. He's called the devil. 57 times in the Bible you'll find that word devil. He is evil with a D. He's the devil. The Greek word for devil is diabolos. It's where we get our word diabolical. And the devil, he is a slanderer. That's what it means. You know what somebody does that slanders you? They run you down all over town. Now God lifts you up, but the devil runs you down. God talks good about you. The devil talks bad about you. He slanders you. Literally, the word devil means accuser. So the devil is an accuser, but then he's called Satan. He is called the devil and Satan 49 times in the Bible. You find that word Satan, and Satan means adversary, arch rival, enemy. Literally, Satan means accuser. So the devil is an accuser. Satan is an accuser. You say, well, preacher, you can say all that stuff all you want to, but I don't believe in the devil. I I think it's just stuff you preachers get together and talk about to kind of make us live right. Well, listen, if Jesus and the Holy Ghost can't make you live right, the devil certainly can't. You say, well, I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe in a real, actual, literal devil. I think it's just a figment of our imagination. I think it's all just made up. It's a myth. It's a fairy tale. It's a fable. Well, then you don't believe the Bible. You don't believe what Jesus said. Jesus said in Luke 10, verse 18, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So Jesus talks about a real devil, a Satan. I think it's Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. Jesus is talking to Peter and he says, Simon, Simon, Satan wants to grind you up and sift you as wheat. But verse 32 says, I have that's good news and bad news the bad news is we have an accuser a prosecuting attorney but the good news is that we have an advocate a defense attorney and his name is Jesus let let me get let me give you this verse somebody said I don't believe in the devil Uh, first John chapter 3 and verse 8 he that commits sin is of the devil for the devil sins from the beginning for this purpose the Son of God was manifested here it is David that he might destroy the works of the devil that's why Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil so yes there is a real actual literal devil so what we do brother Scott we try to maybe downplay the devil just kind of diminish the devil just kind of make him insignificant we even put the devil in our food I was thinking about that last night we got devil's food cake deviled eggs Deviled Hound. Dear Lord, who came up with that name? Flip Wilson said, the devil made me do it. Charlie Daniels said, the devil went down to Georgia. How many of you know the devil's in Georgia? There is a real, actual, literal devil. The Bible teaches that he is an anointed cherub. Lucifer was his name. He was the highest ranking angel created by God. He was up in heaven. Pride welled up in his heart. He wanted to be God, and God just got rid of him and banished him and excommunicated him, kicked him out of heaven. He's now upon the earth. And I thought about this, Brother Worley. The first recorded words spoken by Satan. You know what it is? It's an accusation. The first words that ever comes out of his mouth, he's accusing somebody. You remember in the Garden of Eden, Genesis 3, verse 1, the devil speaks to Eve and says, Yea. Has God said? Here's the whisper of Satan. You can't believe the word of God. You you can't believe that Bible. You don't have to listen to that preacher every Sunday. It's not true. You can't take God at his word. See, that's the whisper of Satan. He wants you to question and doubt the word of God. Yea, has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So from the very beginning, the first time he ever spoke, he's hurling an accusation at the people of God. You remember Job? Job was a good man, a godly man, an upright man. And Satan wanted to get after him. And I don't understand this, but it's true. God will either ordain something or he will allow something. He allows the devil, Satan, to come after Job. And you know what the devil does? He accuses Job. The only reason he's serving you, God, is because you've got a hedge of protection around it. If you take away the hedge, he'll curse you to your face. So the devil accused Job. And then I thought about this one. Satan even accused the Lord Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3, Jesus is about to be tempted by the devil in the wilderness and look what he says. The tempter came to him, the accuser came to him and said, if you are who you say you are, if you are the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. He even accused Jesus. That's, That's what he does. He is an accuser. Go back and look at Revelation 12 and verse 10, that last part. He is the accuser of the people of God. He's the accuser of the brethren, which is a, accuses us before our God day and night. He will not leave me alone. He will not shut up. I try to ignore him, but he gets in my ear, y'all. He gets in my head. He gets in my mind. He gets in my subconscious. He gets in my thought life. That's what It's the whisper of Satan. It's the whisper of Satan. And this is how it sounds. You're probably not even saved. You're not a child of God. You're not a believer. You're not a Christian. If you are saved, why'd you live that way? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Why'd you commit that sin? Why'd you commit this? You're you're not even saved. You're not going to heaven. You're a fake. You're a hypocrite. That's the whisper of Satan. Let me tell you how he operates. Satan does me this way all the time. Maybe you too. He tempts me and he accuses me and he says stuff like this. Go ahead and do it. Nobody will know. God won't know. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. And Then one day I'm weak and I yield and I do it. And the first person to condemn me after I do it is the very one who accused me and tempted me to start with. Well, I can't believe you did that. I told you you wasn't saved. I told you you wasn't a man of God. I told you you wasn't a child of God. That's what he does. He kicks us when we're down. He rubs our nose in it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's the whisper of Satan. Let me tell you what God says about it. Oh, praise God for this. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. God will never condemn you. Now the devil does, but God never does. Let me give you this verse. 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things. I, I've shared this story before, but it works here. Martin Luther tells the story of being awakened one night from a deep sleep by the devil himself. Martin Luther said this ugly creature named Satan was in his very bedroom at the foot of his bed and he had a long scroll and he began to unroll it and Martin Luther said, devil, what you got there? And he said, this is a list of all the sins you've ever committed in your entire life since you was just a little boy. Martin Luther said, read them. And he started reading that long list. It took a while. And Martin Luther thought, guilty, 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 I did that, I did that, guilty, guilty. He said, devil, is there more? Yeah, there's more. And he read more and more sins, more and more sins. He said, devil, is that all you got? No, there's more, there's more. He read more and more and more sins. And then finally he said, devil, is that all you got? He said, that's it. That's the entire list of all your sins. He said, well, devil, roll it down just a little bit more and the devil said no I don't want to read anymore I don't want to read anymore I don't want to read anymore he said no ju- just just roll it down a little bit more and in red letters this is what it said paid in full by the blood of the lamb paid in full by the blood of the lamb all the sins you committed yesterday all the sins you'll commit today all the sins you'll commit tomorrow past present and future hallelujah the blood has paid the penalty Hallelujah for the blood of the Lamb. There is no condemnation. Go ahead and let him accuse, but we know what Jesus says. First John chapter two, verse one. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So there is an accuser, there's a prosecuting attorney, praise God, there's a defense attorney, and there's an advocate, and Jesus is his name. Well, number one, Satan is an accuser. Number two, Satan is a liar. Satan is a liar. Turn to your neighbor and say, Satan is a liar. Satan is a liar. John eight forty four. The Bible says when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. There's no truth in him. He is a liar and the father of it. I remember years ago I read a book called Pinocchio I watched a movie called Pinocchio and Pinocchio was a character and every time he lied told a a, a fib you know told something that wasn't true his his nose stretched out real long His, his nose would get bigger the more lies that he told now I've never seen the nose of of Satan but I think he's got a big old nose Because every time he opens his mouth, he lies, he lies, he lies, he lies. You know how you can tell when some people are are lying when their mouth is moving? Some folks can lie like a rug. I, I was taught, Brother Ray, in school that when George Washington was just a little boy, he chopped down his father's cherry tree and his daddy asked him about it. And George Washington, being a good young man, said, I cannot tell a lie. I cannot tell a lie. Well, I was researching that, and I found out that never happened. I cannot tell a lie is a lie. (laughs) According to Snopes, that's a lie. But if, if the devil could say it, he would say, I cannot tell the truth. I cannot tell the truth. I cannot tell the truth. There's no truth in me. Some of you older people remember a TV game show called To Tell the Truth. And there were three panelists and one was the real deal telling the truth and the other two was just telling lies to kind of throw you off. Well, you know how you can always identify the devil? He's the one that's trying to throw you off by telling you lies. He is a liar. Each and every year in a place called Cumbria, England, there is an annual contest and competition and it's called The World's Biggest Liar. And what they do at this contest, The World's Biggest Liar, is they lie. And they tell big old yarns trying to decide and determine who is the world's biggest liar. Well, I already know. The world's biggest liar is not a Washington politician, although there are many there. <laughs> the world's biggest liar is not a slick salesman or a Philadelphia lawyer. The world's biggest liar is none other than the devil himself. Every time he speaks, he spews forth lies and uh, deception. You know, you say, preacher, Uh, I don't tell them great big whopper lies. I just tell little lies. Well, I don't know what size a lie is supposed to be, but a little lie is a lie. I just tell those little white lies. I don't know what color a lie is supposed to be. But a white lie is what? Well, it's just a a lie. Somebody said honesty is the best policy. Not with the devil. Dishonesty is his policy. I wrote it down like this some people get mad when you tell them a lie some people get mad when you tell them the truth and the devil takes a partial truth and he adds lies to it and he gets it all confused and he gets it all mixed together and you better be careful with a half truth because you might get the wrong half I've heard this all my life a half truth is what? a whole lie a man will change his mind to line up with truth, or a man will change the truth to line up with his mind. Back in the late 1930s, Adolf Hitler had a propaganda minister, and this is what he said. It's a chilling quote. He said, if you tell a big enough lie long enough, people will eventually believe it. If you tell a big old lie over and over and over and over again, eventually people will believe it. I think it's true because the devil is the father and the source and the originator of all lies and he's been telling big old lies for a long, long time and people are starting to believe. it. Let me give you a few lies of the devil. You're too bad to be saved. You don't know about me, preacher. I didn't. I didn't get raised up in the church. I used to be a drunk. I, I used to take pills. I used to take dope. I got sexual sins in my past. I've been in jail. I got a rap sheet a mile long. I've done this. I've done that. And I'm just too bad to be saved. That is a lie from the devil. Somebody else will say, "Well, I I'm too good to be saved. I'm a moral person. I live right. I work hard. I don't even have to be saved. God's just gonna let me into heaven because how good I am." That's a lie. Somebody said, well, I'm saved, but God doesn't care about me. That's the whisper of saved. God doesn't love you. God's not going to give you the desires of your heart. You're not even saved. You're not going to heaven. We got lots of educators in our church. I'm a former educator, and I don't know why it is, but the devil gets inside the head and, and the thoughts of young people, especially young girls. I don't know why that is. The guys too, but girls. I know what I'm talking about. And for some reason, the enemy gets inside the head and the thoughts of those young girls and says things like this. You're ugly. You're fat. Nobody likes you. You don't have any friends. You don't fit in anywhere. You don't have a group. You don't have a clique. You'll never amount to anything. You're not going to have a boyfriend. You're not going to date. You're not going to get a job. You're not going to get an education. You'll never get married. You'll never have children. You'll never have a family. And on and on and on it goes. And I want to say, young lady, the devil is a liar. Amen. Number one, Satan is an accuser. Number two, Satan is a liar. And then lastly, number three, Satan is a murderer. He's a murderer. John 8, 44. The Bible says, Jesus says, he was a murderer from the very beginning. Where does that go back to? I think it goes back to the Garden of Eden. Remember what God said to Adam and Eve? If you eat of that tree, if you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. And they ate. And spiritually you know what? They died. They were separated from God. And the devil is a murderer. The soul that sins shall surely die. Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death. Is death. It's death. Well, I got good news for you. If you're saved and you know the Lord Jesus, Satan can't kill you, <laughs> but he can kill your witness. He can kill your testimony. He, he, he can kill your joy and rob you of your peace. I told you, he's a serpent. He's like a big old python snake that wraps around you and constricts you and wants to squeeze the life out of you. I close with this. He's a murderer. He wants to send as many people to hell as he can. He wants to send people to hell out of this room right now. Big crowd today, good crowd today, but he wants to send souls from this room into that place called hell. One day, Satan was having a meeting with all of his minions and all of his demons, and he said, I'm concerned we don't have enough souls going to hell. I want more souls to go to hell. Help me out. One of the demons stu- stood up and said, well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can start putting more natural disasters on the earth. You know, tornadoes and floods and earthquakes and hurricanes. devil said, won't work. I've, I've tried it. People tend to call out to God during those times more than they do me. One demon stood up and said, well, you can cause terrorist attacks on, on, on the earth, fly planes into uh, buildings and, and explode bombs. He said, no, I, I've tried that too. And again, they, they, they cry out to God instead of me. One demon said, well, you can put wealth and health before them and materialism and money and and get them distracted. He said, well, that might work, but sometimes they want to give the money to the church. And then finally, one demon said, I've got it. What you can do is you can whisper in their ear and say, you've got more time. You can put it off. You can procrastinate. You don't have to be saved today. In June of 2022, you don't have to be saved right now. Just tell them that they got plenty of time. And Satan said, I like it. And he does it every Sunday here at Victory Baptist Church. I want to say Satan is an accuser. He's a liar. And he is a murderer. Now this is what we're going to do. We had people in the altar in the 830 service. I don't know what they were praying for. But maybe something like this, God, let me listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let me hear the still, small voice more than I hear the whisper of Satan. Because lately, Satan's been in my ear, he's been in my head, he's been in my thoughts. And Maybe that's what they were praying about, I don't know. That's what I was praying about. (laughs) That's what I came and prayed about. And then there's somebody here today, young man, have you ever given your life to Christ? Satan right now says, just, just, just put it off. you got more time. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Stop falling for that. He's accusing you. You don't have to be saved. Right no, you need to be saved. Today. Young lady, what about you? If you'll put your trust and your faith in Jesus, you can be saved. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. Lord, today we have tried our best just to expose the enemy and just identify who we're up against. There is a real, actual devil and he is on the war path. His time is limited. His time is short. So he is throwing everything he can at us. He's trying his best to get our witness, take our joy. He knows we're saved. He knows we're going to heaven. But he wars against us. And sometimes when we're weak, sometimes when we're tired and vulnerable, we start to listen. We start to talk back. We even start to believe the lies of the devil. I'm going to ask a bunch of people today that have felt this message in their heart that that really can identify with what I'm talking about. I'm going to ask you to slip up out of your seat and find your place in this altar and just simply say what I've already said today in my own prayer time. Lord, let me hear the voice of God. I've heard the voice of the enemy so much lately. He's been lying to me so much lately. I know he's a liar, but sometimes, sometimes... I find myself starting to believe the tricks and the schemes of the devil. Maybe you want to just come and just say, Lord, help me to hear the still, small voice of God. Lord, that that voice that gives me peace and joy and hope and rest and contentment, not that voice that, that distracts me and makes me afraid and gives me confusion, not that voice, not that voice. God, there's a real devil that wars against me that wars against all these people here at Victory Baptist Church. But I want to declare that we are more than conquerors through Christ. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. God, let somebody get help today. Let some young person that's been hearing the whispers of Satan, that young lady, seems like the devil gets in her ear all the time, that young man, maybe there's a mama, just feels like the enemy's coming against her, There's a daddy, seems like Satan's beating him to death. There's a church worker just wants to just just quit, just drop out. Lord, thank you that we can cry out.